the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters. Hello and welcome back to the Potty Plotters Plotcast. I'm Elaine. And I'm Julia. And hopefully by now you'll know our voices as we are the potty plotters so welcome to episode 15 and if you've only just found us accidentally or otherwise welcome and get ready for an experience and today's experience julia is all about planting your taters and we're going to set some beetroot as well and if you behave we're going to make some rhubarb gin what do you mean if i behave well i'm just saying (laughs) saying. so that's what we're going to do and we're going to teach you again how to do beetroot from seed there's no need to go out and buy it just get some seeds and we'll tell you what to do so to start with julia what we're going to do is we're going to get our chitted taters out is that what you've got in front of you it is yes and these have just come out of my shed they look a bit wrinkly i know that feeling because over these last 15 episodes i feel i've gone a little bit wrinkly myself but i've got my lovely first early taters and look at the little sprouts now when i say sprouts i don't mean brussels sprouts i mean that they're chitted so they've got little growths i know that feeling as well (laughs) (laughs) i know you can have those removed but you don't want to remove those on your taters do you No, you don't you want them on your taters (laughs) and how big are they elaine well what the taters or the chits the chits the chits are i would say about half an inch to an inch no i'd say an inch actually would you yeah because that's about two and a half centimeters two centimeters around there that's what they are thank goodness we're in different generations really sort of i kind of interchange between the two i'm a very confused person just make it up but no generally they are the potato itself is the size of an egg and i've only got three chits on now three chits is perfect i don't want any more than that If it is that you've got more than three chits, knock them off. Don't be brutal. Don't rip into the potato. Just simply knock them off. I'm now looking. Oh, look. Look at this monster. Right, I've got one. It isn't a monster. It's a (laughs) potato. It looks like you could enter it in some kind of (laughs) bizarre competition. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. And so I've got more than three there. And all I'm going to do is simply take that one off. Now, you see, I've not ripped the potato, but I don't want lots of top growth. I want more potato. So all I'm going to to do is sacrifice that i've chucked that to one side i'm taking that one off now i've gone a bit mad but uh that's what we're actually going to do oh right well we'd better get going outside then come on i'll dig and you use the knob all right then the plotcast podcast with the potty plotters so here we are then julia come outside and it is a lovely day now then i've rolled my sleeves up and we are stood next to my raised beds can I just say I'm stood on your raised bed so that I can be the same height and work this microphone but uh, and I'm trampling all over the lovely compost but don't tell me off. Well I'm going to tell you that this raised bed is four foot by eight foot something like that which some people would say was the probably the ideal for a burial area and if well, you stand much closer onto my raised beds you will know about it because you're trampling on all my beautiful compost and soil <laughs> well i'm sorry but you're a whole foot taller than me i need a bit of elevation you'll get some in a minute where you didn't expect it under your chin anyway darling so what i've actually done is back end so it was around october time when i changed all my plot round i filled the uh, raised beds with lovely compost soil dug it all through, smashed it within an inch of its life and then did a load of... I didn't do a load of horse muck, I got a load of horse muck <laughs> and put all of that in over the winter. And Julia, this is Gardener's World stuff, can we say that? It is beautiful, it's lovely and crumbly, it's very dark 
well done, 10 out of 10, Elaine. But let's put it this way, most allotment sites, unless you've been on the plot for a few years, it can be quite lumpy and hard work, can't it? We don't want anything that's lumpy or hard work, Julia. Not even <laughs> yeah. in your plot, no. But what I've done now is, as I always do, and I know you don't like it, but I've done lines. I did lines as a child and I think they've stuck with me. So what I've got is two knitting needles and between the knitting needles, I've put a piece of string and that has gone the whole length twice on this raised bed and the reason that I do it is because the knitting needles never rot and I like to work to a line. With potatoes I want to know what is a potato that's sprouting that's coming up so we're going to do two methods I'm trenching one lot and we're going to get the big knob out. <laughs> <laughs> although you've compacted that soil so it might be a bit harder to get the knob in the ground but there you go I've, I'll leave it at that for the minute right then so I've got me uh, spade yeah get your back in it now Come on. <laughs> I have yeah and all I'm going to do is quite simply I'm digging a trench which is an eight foot trench all I'm doing is I'm just putting me spade in and just digging out a trench and I'm going along the line because I want to know when these potatoes sprout as I say I want to know that they're potatoes and not weeds so right then I've got my chitted taters here and look at that I've only got three chits on them I'm so happy Julia don't I mean I don't need a lot now to be happy no. but it's the size of an egg my tater and all I've got is the three chits that are around half an inch to an inch they haven't gone mad I don't want any big chits Elaine what variety were they are they first earlys that you planted they are yeah these are swift okay. and uh, so the first early so they'll only be in the ground about 10 to 12 weeks that's all but with the weather warming up it's a perfect opportunity to put them in can I just ask you, at this time, has your husband already planned to go on a no-carbs diet for when they come out? Because that's normally what happens, isn't it? You know, we were talking about this could be a burial ground. <laughs> if he even thinks that that's what he's going to do, he'll be in it. Right then, so no taters. All I'm going to do now then, Julia, at the bottom of the trench is, if you come down here... Now, if I get down here, oh. I, might not get, <laughs> I might not get back up. Now, put your tater in... And make sure that it's stood up on its end. I'm not lying it down. Okay. So it's still standing up like an egg. That's all. And then I've got my next tater. And again, the chits are on it. Three chits. Blooming out, honestly. Anybody think I'd rehearse this? Yeah. Oh, we haven't. Have you knocked any chits off? Or have you just... Is that just how they've happened? <laughs> I haven't touched the chits. Anyway. Oh, Oh, there's another one with three. <laughs> I can't believe this is happening. There's another one here with three. So I'm spacing them out around. Is that about eight inches apart, do you yes. think? Yeah, that's about eight that's inches. It. You're getting good at this now. This is one after the other. They've all got three chits on. I can't believe it. Anyway, I'm going to do a whole row. They've still, <laughs> still got three. Anyway, I'm just going to go eight inches apart. I'm going to do the whole row. And then, Julia, all I need to do is to cover it up. Now, I'm quite happy to do that with my hands because the soil is so lovely. Cover them up, level it out, yep. make sure the string doesn't move. Keep that string in position so that when they start to sprout, I know that they're potatoes. If we're forecast a frost, don't worry about it. They're far enough down and actually we shouldn't get any frost now at this time of year. Yep. Let's go to the knob. So we're coming over to the dobber now. It certainly is. Now, if that's not 12 inches, Julia, let's have a look. What do you reckon? 12, 24... 36, about three foot. Yeah, well, it's up, it against you. It's up to my hip. It is, yeah. And then it's got a. It's handle. up to your knees. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much higher. 
And then all I'm going to do, so I've got a handle on the top and what you do is you put it into the ground and you push down and you swirl it as well. So watch this. So you just put it in the ground down there, yep. right? Dead easy. And all you do is you swirl it round and then go about eight inches. That's where I need to go. That's where yep. you've just been stood, Julia. <laughs> And compressed all the soil. Don't worry about me if I break my back. <laughs> oh, I've got a squeak. <laughs> okay. Now, this is a special uh, dobber that your brother made you, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah, because... But people can buy them in the shops, I well, think. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> but this is a special one, and I noticed that he's actually made inch markings all the way up the uh, all the way up that end he that has, you're dobbing yeah. in. <laughs> I don't really know why. He obviously felt sorry for me not knowing me feet and inches and everything. No, he's done it for measuring, Elaine. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Look at that. I've whizzed along here. So when people, oh, that was a nice one. It just slipped straight in. <laughs> So I've gone down about eight inches and I've gone along the whole road, Julie. Oh, you're right. This oh. gets you really excited every year, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I do like it, actually. I just think there's some satisfaction in knowing that any second, mind that dustbin, Julia, because if you fall over that, I'll get done. Right, look at that. Have you finished yeah? yet? One more. That'll do. Oh, that went straight down. Brilliant. Right, leave that knob over here. Right. And um, all I'm going to do, go back to the chitting taters. Oh, there's only two on that one. <laughs> all right then. But all you do is drop it in the hole. There you go. It's gone. Next, two on that one. Well, I was going to say that, that looks easier work, but actually the noise that you were making and all the <laughs> huffing and puffing, I don't know whether it was. Have you ever worn a microphone, Julia? <laughs> Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk Julia, what have we been up to this week? Now, I'm asking you because I actually know the answer. But what have we been doing? It's been amazing. Well, this is quite unusual, isn't it? Because... You don't normally associate us with football, but we have been to Derby County, haven't we? We, we haven't have. been going for a trial, although obviously you'd be brilliant in goals. You'd cover half of it with just one arm. <laughs> but we have been there for World Earth Day and we did a special uh, recording for it, didn't we? We certainly did. And what fun and frivolity. And if you want to know what it was that we did and what we've taught people to do and we veered people away from football over to Grow Your Own Instead, then get back to our previous episode and give it a listen. It will make you smile. Yeah, there was a few complaints about our knees, weren't there, in those shorts, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's put our trousers back on. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. Now then, let's get on to my favourite thing that we ever grow on an allotment, Julia. Beetroot. I don't care what anybody says, I love it. Some people hate it, but I love all kinds of it, including the white, the red, the cylindrical, as my auntie used to say, a donkey's doofer, because that's what it looks like, but she never knew what one was. <laughs> but we also have the orange and we have the striped as well. Julia, your microphone's just died. What's that all about? It's just flopped. All I said was me. donkey's doofer and it disappeared. <laughs> I just love 
every angle of beetroot, including the leaves as well. I think the reason a lot of people don't like beetroot is because they've only had the stuff that comes in jars with very strong acidic vinegar. And I think that yeah. puts people off because it almost it's almost like a pickled onion, really, that's gone too far. So I think if you grow your own beetroot, if you have it fresh, oh, there's nothing like the taste, is there? So actually, let's just go for it. But the first thing we've got to do, Julia, is plant it. So I've prepared for you a tray of multi-purpose compost. Go for it. That's very kind of you, Elaine. And I've bought some beetroot seed with me and I've got a variety called Detroit 2, which okay. is a variety that I've grown before. And we both have different ways of growing our beetroot, don't we? Because we're both obsessed with beetroot, but you like to do it nice in lines. I do, yeah. And I like to do it in clusters. I do, um, and I like the way that you do it. And I know that you've converted quite a few people because it does actually work but what I would also say is that beetroot is one of those things that is dead easy to grow whether or not you put it straight into the ground yeah which of course you can or you do what we do which is as you were just saying in a tray or in cell trays as well so yeah. let's do it yeah it's just as easy to grow it in the ground I don't know why we do it in the cells but we do and you like to prick it out and I'm going to do it your way today which is a bit of an honor to you um so I've got one of our recycled trays. It's full of compost, as usual, about three quarters full. And the difference, what's the difference with a beetroot seed is the fact that a seed isn't just one, one plant, is it? No. They are kind of clusters of plants. So one cluster will grow you about two or three beetroot. And so what I have to do with mine, because I grow them in clumps, I have to pull every other uh, seedling out which then I use for salads and things like that because you can use it as a micro uh, green it's oh, perfect I know, trend. I know I know well I don't like to waste anything no and it's a good idea to use yeah. everything and as you say you can even use the leaves you can use them when they're tiny or as they get a bit bigger in salads as yeah. well if you don't want to be pulling them out every other one to get um so that you're not just getting smaller ones you can buy them that just produce one beetroot I think they're called mono seeds are they um, so all I'm going to do is set them in this tray. I'm going to set them about an inch apart. And I'm going to fill the tray up because I know that you love your beetroot. And How long will they take to grow then, Julia? Oh, at this time of year, I don't know if you've noticed, but the seedlings are coming up so quickly now, now that, uh, you know, the weather's warming up. I mean, you can tell by the weeds that are coming up, to be honest, the, the way that it's warming up outside. So... So about seven, seven to ten days, they'll be through straight away. And then what are you going to do with them? Then I'm going to give them you because I don't like to grow them. <laughs> I don't like to grow them this way. But, <laughs> but what I'm going to do now, now I've put the uh, seeds on the compost, I'm just going to cover them with some more compost okay. uh, to the top of the tray. Well, just slightly under the top of the tray so that when we water them, it doesn't go everywhere. And I've actually got a bath here with me, Elaine, because what we're going to do with these seedlings, because they're quite big and chunky, oh, I've made a right mess. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. It's a good... You know when people say, why aren't you on the telly? It's because we're so damn messy, that's why, isn't it? Look at it, it's everywhere. Flipping heck. <laughs> Glamorous we are not. So I've got um, a cell tray no no what's that called <laughs> it's called a watering can a bath a bath is it like i spy but different? i've got a tray without holes in okay it. um and i'm going to fill it with water Elaine. yeah and all i'm going to do now that we've planted the 
uh, well, we've set the beetroot seedlings in the tray. I'm going to soak it in the bath. And I'm just going to leave it in here until it's absorbed enough water so that it's wet on the top. And then I'll just pop it in the greenhouse and leave it to come on and grow naturally. I'm not covering it or anything like that because they will be up within a couple of days, well, within seven to ten days. It's like a circus act, this, isn't it? She's thrown compost everywhere, she's watered her feet, she's put water in a container and now she's trying to throw things <laughs> so that she doesn't move away from the I should have placed it a bit closer. I should have realised really that my not. arms aren't that long, should I? <laughs> no. oh, right then, let's... Uh, have you got any hints and tips for this week or not? Well, um, what I would say is, if you're going to water any seedlings, do them uh, at a, a warm temperature. So in your greenhouse, fill your watering can beforehand so that it actually gets to the temperature of your greenhouse. That's always good because you don't want a shock of a cold bath, do you? You certainly don't. And if you've got seedlings at home on the windowsill, then don't water them with cold water. Water them with warm water so you don't put them into shock. And it really does work. A Potty Plotters podcast with simple recipes for gluts and guts. Right, Julia, I know that you like gin. Not up here necessarily, what but What is it you're telling home. people here? <laughs> I'm just telling people there is an addiction that's going on. But if this is a spring addiction, which we're really happy to share with people. So what I've got here is a um, big sweetie jar, and you can do this in a kilner jar. And that noise is where I've already chopped up some rhubarb. And all I've done is I've put three stems of rhubarb in there. There is no fast and hard rule for this, or is it hard and fast? I don't know. But anyway, they're into proper rule. Oh, this is dripping. Now then, well, this is forced rhubarb, and I'm just going to... Oh, I've just chopped that off. So I've chopped the root off, and I've chopped the leaf off, and then I've got some kitchen towel, and just wipe it. You don't need to wash this, and all you're going to do now is chop up the rhubarb stem itself it's fluorescent pink and let me tell you when i finish this in a week's or so time it will be bright pink this gin i've got half a bag of sugar so it's about a pound of sugar pour it into the sweetie jar and now put the top back on i'll tell you what this is super fast give it a good shake it's the only exercise i get actually <laughs> this is the one i knew it would and now all of the sugar is stuck to the rhubarb, which is what I wanted to do. So it's an equal distribution. Take the lid back off and oh, there we go. Lean over and get. This was a very, very cheap bottle of gin. And it's okay to use cheap because we're going to flavour it with this gin over the rhubarb. Lovely. And have you put any vanilla or anything in there, Elaine, this time? No, this but when I get home, before I put this into the wardrobe, with everything else that's in there, I will add a stem of vanilla, so a, a vanilla pod. Yeah. Shake this up a minute, Julia. Oh, oh, I said that. <laughs> the top on. It's a bit <laughs> showered. Yes. Showered in gin. Right then. So, that now can sit until I get it home and then you have to keep on shaking it until all the sugar has dissolved. Is that going in your wardrobe with all of the It certainly is, yes. And then in about a fortnight, let's get it out and taste it on a podcast. That could be a fun podcast to have. (laughs) That'll be a short one, won't it? So, Elaine, 
We are now getting listeners from further afield, outside of our county boundaries. We've had a lovely message from a lady called Kayleigh Clevert, and she's in West Sussex. And she's said that she's enjoying listening to us. Isn't that amazing? We've we've actually <laughs> travelled. I'm looking I'm looking eyed at you because I've never heard of the place. But isn't that lovely? Where is it? Is it abroad? <laughs> it's, it's, it's more than one county away, I know that. Thanks, Kayleigh, for getting in touch. And it was brilliant that you managed to find us on our Instagram, Facebook or Twitter account, whichever one it was, at Potty Plotters, or on our website. Did she contact us on that? No, it was oh. on our Facebook page, I think. OK, um, then. But we have got a website, it's pottyplotters.uk. And what about email, if somebody <laughs> wanted to contact us on that? Well, we've got the naughty corner at pottyplotters.uk. Which is brilliant. So what's coming up next week? Well... I can tell you what is going to come up, which is we're going to look at the sweet peas that we did a few episodes ago now, actually. But they've grown tremendously and we're going to plant them on. What else are we going to do? What and we're going to look at planting some cabbages. Oh, you're dead good at cabbages, Julia. Some people would say about cabbages that some people have got faces like one, but it's not me. But <laughs> what I'm going to say is, don't forget, if you have enjoyed what you've been listening to, we'll only take half an hour out of your day, but we are going to teach you how to grow your own so if you want to listen to us at any time just press that button the follow or subscribe whichever one's best for you and until next time we're going back into the polyton now because it looks like it's going to rain actually the Plotcast podcast with the potty plotters is an amberland media production 